Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me as always, I got Finder and Scott W. Say hello, guys. Hey. Oh my God, we just did this. We just did this. <laughs> what did we just... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. For everyone, this it's been a week since you've heard us. For us, it's been one day since uh, we have to record some extra ones since we lost... Um, a few things. It's technically Scott's less than a day. Yeah, right. Less than a day and since Scott's a fucking idiot. Scott's <laughs> not a fucking Can't idiot. Click a fucking drop down menu. Shh. <laughs> I'm not gonna blame I you. Still, I still say you blame Roll20, man. I think it was on purpose so you didn't have to keep on playing <laughs> off I may have been on purpose. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> Well, I think it's slightly thematic that this episode we are going to be discussing um, something that I think we're all very guilty from, probably most of our listeners here, but it's chasing the tabletop dragon, Mm -hmm. trying to find that perfect system that we just want to have. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) I just got like one of those emergency, like, you know how you're, that screwed me up. I got goose you. Yes, we were talking about uh, chasing the tabletop dragon and how we all love to, um, you know, essentially try and find that perfect system, but we're never going to find it. See, I think you need to modify that because it's not all because I've never chased the dragon. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, well, so Santa, how do you understand chasing the dragon for tabletop? And then Um, we'll follow up with, uh, with Rich. Well, for me, at least it's like. I keep on chasing like these new systems and, and it's funny cause I know there's no perfect game out there, but I keep on like hunting. I'm like, Oh, what's this one? Oh, that looks amazing. And then I kind of get obsessed with that one for a little bit. And then I find this other one. I'm like, Oh, this is so much cooler. And I kind of forget about the last system and I go to the next one and it's like almost chasing that high of new systems, new games that are like, Oh, this one's the best one yet. And then just totally forgetting about it. Going yeah. to the next one. You're not wrong. It's a jumping, looking for the thing that gives you the right mix of everything that you desire out of a game. Yeah, I just need my fix, man. I know. And then, and then, and then, big big man down there says, "Look, I never did it." So how come? Because <laughs> I do believe you. I don't think everyone does do it. Uh, how come I haven't? Yeah, yeah. How come you never saw it? I mean, you, because you jump the from game system. To game, right? Yeah, I, I jump. Well, I jump from game to game, not because of the setting, or not because I'm looking for the. Per- sorry, not because of the the system. So, like when I was playing D and D back in the 70s and 80s, um, I wanted to do sci-fi, so we started playing Star Frontiers, and it wasn't that I was upset or didn't like D and D because I kept playing D and D too. So, it's as I find settings that are intriguing to me. I want to play them. And so it doesn't matter the system as much. Now, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I've landed on Savage Worlds, but I was not looking for Savage Worlds. What happened was we we got to an age where we're like, you know what? We don't have enough time in the day for all the stuff that we have. So here's a universal system that allows us to play any of the settings that we want to play. And we don't have to keep learning new rules every time. So that's how we landed on Savage Worlds. We weren't actively looking for the perfect system for us. I will say Savage Worlds is the perfect system for me, but I'm also happy to play other rule systems. Um, so it's like, I'm just, I've never, I've never felt the need to look for a system because it's the setting that intrigues me. 
but you still chase new new settings. I I don't chase new settings. <laughs> if I see one that intrigues me, I I'm happy to play it. So not, it's not like I'm on this constant lookout. Oh, I got to find the next best setting. Because I see, there is no next best setting. Hey, yeah, I see. When was the last time you backed something on Kickstarter? Oh fuck! Here we go. That is not chasing the dragon. Though. You said it's looking for the next best thing. That's my that's my definition of it. And I'm <laughs> using your definition. I am it's not up, looking for the next best thing. I am simply saying, oh, that's cool. That's like saying every time you buy a new book, you're looking for the next best book. And I'm not. I'm looking for books to read to entertain me. No, and I that's see what I do with games. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand. You're, you'll see something that's of interest, but uh, like no consequence. And I think like I, I didn't used to jump from game to game. What we talked about before is like I was one of those people who's like if it's not as to say D and D on it then it's just bullshit, mm-hmm. um, and then I finally started trying other systems and I'm like okay they, you know they kind of work but it was like I'm interested in the genre or the setting but not the system Shadowrun, um, or even like Traveler um, you know so Star Frontiers like cool setting I just don't like the system and that is when I think right in the 90s is when I I didn't I. I was trying to find a game that could allow me to run anything, right? So I guess universal, but also let me do it in a style that's like what you're saying is I didn't want to keep learning rules and these fucking people keep making these overcomplicated, nonsensical fucking books. And it's just like, stop, man. I don't want to roll the fucking hold my breath every round and shit like that. Listen, there's, there's easier ways to cut to the chase on some of this shit. I, I get that, you know, but there's a better way of doing it. And in doing that, yeah, I mean, once I, f- I fell into Savage Worlds in early 2000s and I was just like, oh shit, this can literally do anything. Holy shit. And then I began designing a bunch of different genres and settings for Savage Worlds just to see how far I could, you know, do it and if it made sense like okay cool can i make this character awesome can i make this character and i would take other game systems like dnd make a paladin in savage worlds done make a fucking pirate from firefly in savage worlds done uh and just kept going down the line you know make a battle mech and uh make a pilot in savage worlds done and is it enjoyable yes absolutely because i'm like oh shit this can really do what i want to do and it feels like i'm it feels like i'm playing the genre and that became the most important piece is finding a game system that could do that for me but it took a long time it, it took from the 80s to early 2000s and even then i jumped ship a little bit from savage worlds like it was fun but i kept seeing things come out like the the age system fantasy age dragon age first i was like this is a cool system i love the setting but then after you play the system a few times you're like this is the dumbest shit on earth uh and it's not a good system well intended but just dumb. but anyway yeah so i don't know but i understand i understand looking for something and but not meaning to look for it, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Like, even for playing-wise, I think my favorite system is for sure Savage Worlds. I can always play a game of Savage Worlds. I'm, I am always love playing it. There's just so much you can do, and it's perfect. And for someone like me who doesn't really like the class-based RPGs as much, for me, it it hits all those bo- like buttons. As for running it i think i could have a lot more fun like i i haven't ran too much as of yet but i can i think savage worlds isn't my isn't going to be my go-to 
running system. That's really interesting, actually. That is. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you still so based on conversations that we've had offline? Is that going to be DCC for you? I don't know yet. The reason why I like I really like the idea of DCC, and I, I would have to run it first and like actually GM it before I can make a full decision on it. Um, and I think it's because DC for me, I just want something that is more uh, natively thematic for me running and for Savage Worlds, you know, there's still, there's some hangups with, uh, you know, having almost like, you know, a battle mat and everything like that. And I would like to personally do away with most of that kind of stuff. You can, you know, you can, right. I mean, <laughs> even, even in the rule book, there are discussions about how you can do that. And currently I'm running it, but I'm just, I kind of want something that's a little bit, it, it's just not scrap. Like I'm really enjoying this system that I'm like the game that I'm running and everything like that. But I could just, there's some things where I'm like, I don't know if maybe if I tried this one. So I'm not just because, like I said, this is my first time running. I would like to try out running different systems before, you know, settling on one that I'm like, this is definitely my jam. It, you know, I'm going to tell you, you may want to try Mutant Year Zero. One of the Mutant Year Zero engines, not necessarily this, if you're not post-apocalyptic, don't do Mutant Year Zero. But the reason I say Mutant Year Zero is you, you think about, I think about like Coriolis Forbidden Lands. Um, there's a lot of similarities between those games and Savage Worlds. You have a reroll mechanic. Um, it's not exactly Benny's and you don't necessarily reward people with Benny's. But they do have a mechanic in there that you can re-roll a failed roll. Um, and that one is almost completely theater of the mind. In fact, running it with a map is a lot harder than it is if you just go theater of the mind. Really? Um, mm -hmm. I, I got to look in my repertoire to see if I have that one, actually. Okay. I don't actually know if I've ever read... Mutant near. Yeah, he's right. And you definitely don't want to give up on running new systems that you find because you're very new to it. So, yeah. you know, now I think you you are new to it, but I also think, and it's I think it's a problem a lot of folks have, is you haven't found, like Savage Rolls would do what you want it to do to a degree, mm -hmm. but you haven't found the game system that speaks to your personality. And that's why, like, I gravitate so heavy to Savage Worlds and to Dungeon World is because they speak to my personality, how I want to run a game. Yeah. Whereas you, I was hoping you say the word zany, but you didn't. I, my bingo card does not get filled out. But for you, that's what you need. You, that's why, like he said, Mutant Year Zero might do it. I, and Mutant Call Classics is definitely going to be the game that you are going to enjoy running because it speaks to the silly side of how you want to approach things and like mm -hmm. make it a little serious, put a little, you know, a uh, little serious sauce on it, a little silly sauce on it, um, and still have a little bit of horror, you know, a pinch of horror and a pinch of combat. And I think yeah. that kind of thing speaks to you. So I think that's what you'll you'll have to find the system that lets you be you. And 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 I hundred percent kind of agree with that. Like I want to try and run out, um, run. Uh, powered by the apocalypse system, like yeah. more more of like the original type, not so much uh, Dungeon World, which I know is PBTA, but I kind of want to try running like one of the more classic versions. You're talking about actual PBTA, then, right? Maybe or apocalypse something. World, like, I mean, sorry. Maybe something like PBTA. Maybe something like Spirit of Seventy Seven. Oh yeah. 
Um, you would do well with Spirit of 77, actually. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I do want to eventually run uh, Monsters of the Week. That one is definitely on my list. Sure. MC, MCC, of course, not powered by the Apocalypse. That's on my list. Yeah. Uh, Add Mutant Year Zero to it or one of yeah, the engines I, of a genre that speaks to you. I think you would do well with the post-apocalyptic because I think post-apocalyptic fits your personality as well better than like fantasy. Uh, yeah, fantasy's you know. not not like i don't mind fantasy don't get me wrong but it's not a hundred like when i think of playing about a, an rpg my mind doesn't first go to i want to play a fantasy game yeah no it's, i get that and i totally understand it because yeah. fantasy is too man we should have done the episode on fantasy <laughs> fantasy has fucking has boxes and we can put a pin in that and save it for the next conversation. Yes, um, which we will be doing. <laughs> we're we're giving you guys a lot of sneak peeks over the past oh, yeah. this episode, the last one about things that we want to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you got any suggestions, let us know on the Discord because uh, we talk about a bunch of shit, and I got so many ideas for what I want to run. But um, no, there's there's a lot of systems. I would also love to try out. Uh, a dice, uh, not a dice base, a card based system. Sure, because you have that one. So I, I'll suggest this. I know you got the group doing uh, rippers now. Yeah, I would suggest, and Rich can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But when you're learning a system and you want to test it out, I uh, I always advise you just do a one shot. You yeah. can even I would even go yeah. so far as just make the characters for the setting for the players. Set them down. They already have they they don't have to worry about the complications of making a character and learning the system like that. You can just give them characters, you know, whatever level of adventures you need, and you just walk everyone through the system, and you can do it nice and slow. The characters you already know what's on the sheets because you made them, and then that allows you this free form flow of doing a, a solid four to six hour one shot. Yeah, it's also less amount of time that's wasted if it's yeah. not successful. I uh -huh. mean creating characters with new people that don't know the system and you're having to teach them and you have one book because nobody else has bought the book. Yep. It takes mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. And, and so if you come in with the pre-gens, you can just say, Hey, we're going to try this. If you like it, you can stick with these characters. We can create new ones if you want, Yep. but let's see, let's see how we feel about this system. Yeah. And go the extra mile, man. A lot of people at cons or even one shots I played in, they had the same fucking mistake as they'll put all the characters down and be like, cool, you guys choose. No, no bitch. Don't do it that way. Yeah, like Rich got to see how I did it at the con. And I do it this way every time. So for Task Force Raven, I have these little three by five index cards, essentially size, that are all purple. It has a a military silhouette of a type of shooter, and then it says like medic, and then it has a little quote from like the pararescue or whatever it was, and it tells you like there's what the medic does, and here's what they look like, and silhouette it out. And I did it for every 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 role you could, you know, for that for the, the character types that I made. And I do it for Neon Blood. I do it for OS, OSNR. I do it for everything I do. That way, I let people look at it. You're not looking at the character sheets. No one arguing because nine times out of ten, you're going to see something that's going to speak immediately to you and be like, oh, this, look, this fucking tactical intelligence officer looks really fun. I'll pull that one. And then it's fa much faster that way if you give a little preview card. Yeah. Well, and if you don't know the system, looking at the character sheet isn't going to tell you. <laughs> right, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's overwhelming, especially if it's that one system that Scott uh, Scott Miller M. Scott yeah yeah showed on on, on the Discord. It's like 
If if you were to hand me that character, should I be going? I'd walk the fuck away from that table. Yeah, but I have no idea what this is telling me. I mean, there's so much going on, right? I'm sorry, and my fucking abacus. I don't today. know if this skill is good or if this skill is bad. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that this guy's a shooter, great. That's what I want to play. Yeah. Or I want to I want to kick ass and take names. So I want to play that other guy. Yep. Or you talk um, about the from the con that Scott's alter ego um, played in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the character sheet was just. I mean, I literally wanted to close the app for a fucking hot minute. <laughs> I want to, yeah, like, I know, I'm really angry about shit like that. Yeah, when yes. uh, yeah, when Fuck. when Scott M actually show put that po- picture on, I was like, "Holy shit, is this what Pathfinder normally is?" He's like, "Yeah," except a lot of it was useless since we're only going to be like level. Oh, I, I was thinking about a different one. That other I, character sheet that was like every fucking all circles inch. and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the Pathfinder, there was no negative space, none <laughs> at all. all. Positive. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> stop. You don't need this. Sh- stop. Stop. Yeah. Your, your game is off. Like I already tell you right now. Um, you're you're trying to cover for too much shit. It's like so Rollmaster has you know eight fucking pages of a character sheet. No, no <laughs> bullshitting, and that's not even counting if you were to give everyone their attack charts. For their weapons. If you do that and their spells, you're now you're adding each weapon type slashing is going to have one handed edge is going to have its own chart. <laughs> fucking the fires. God. Fire law has its own fucking chart. <laughs> so it's, it's, oh my God, I can't see. And that's oh like, God. that's almost like too much. And like, if I was to see that, yeah, that would be an automatic turn off. Yeah. There would be no chasing of that system. No, be chasing me but you see, and that's 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 why I think I've landed on Savage Worlds for me. Even though I wasn't looking for the perfect system for me, yeah. this is because I can look at those sort of settings and say, you know what, that's a really cool setting. But I don't want to learn that system, especially when that rule system is a hot mess. Yeah, I'll just take the concepts and I'll convert it to Savage Worlds, and we'll play this game using Savage Worlds. Absolutely, yeah. Because I'm trying to think of what the first Savage Worlds thing I played was. I Mine was Trinity. I, I, I converted White Wolf's uh, Trinity setting. So, so you didn't even play the game before you converted something over? No, I, I well, we played, so back for the first edition of Savage Worlds, there was a one shot that Pinnacle had published as, hey, here's a teaser for the system that we're going to be coming out with. And we played that. So that was the very first game huh. that I played in Savage Worlds. After that, we just uh, started converting our own systems. Nice. Yeah, I don't know what the first one I played was. Just kind of think, how did you? How do we land on the, you know, chasing the dragon or you know the perfect finding the system that speaks to us? I well, and, I and this is just it. It's literally just an excuse for us to talk about RPGs and all of them. <laughs> it plays right because I'm I'm generally curious, like because like he like we're still play games, but if mm-hmm. he has a choice, it's going to be Savage Worlds. Yeah, yeah, and- right. I remember my first introduction to Savage was a buddy telling me about it after I started kind of giving up on tabletop RPGs uh, because I I was just like, we went from GURPS to D&D and I really wasn't enjoying D&D. So I was like, yeah, I guess this is kind of the end for me. He's like, oh, why don't you take a look at uh, Savage Worlds? And I wondered what it was. And he's like, oh, you know, it's and he kind of gave me a quick overview and then he let me his copy and it's kind of got me to where I am now pretty much if it wasn't for him saying hey have you, did you ever try and look at Savage Worlds and my first setting that I actually looked at was uh, 50 Fathoms now it wasn't the first one I played but it was the first one I saw that's interesting that's cool yeah and so 
so for both of you, I mean, obviously, when you played it, the system spoke to you, right? Yep. And then that's kind of how you knew, because that's I think that's how I was too. I don't even know what the fuck I first played. Honestly, it wasn't Deadlands. I know that. I honestly well, yeah, don't. Deadlands took a little bit to come out before they even released that after the first edition came out. Yeah, I'm just I don't remember what the hell I played. I I honestly want to say it was it was Evernight. Yeah, I was gonna say that was the first published setting. For that got me because I was like, this is it came out right. It was and it was really cool. I was like, oh, there's a fucking twist. This is a really cool fantasy setting. Yeah. Um, if you ever want to play Evernight, do not go look up what the twist is. Just tell your tell someone you want that runs Savage Worlds. You want to fucking play Evernight? I guarantee it's it's that. What do they call it? It's a plot point campaign as well. Worth it. Well, it, this was actually not a. That was not a plot point though. Well, that oh was, yeah, because true, because it was just a shift in the rules, right? Yeah, it yeah, was, that's it was, true. It was a very scripted thing. Yeah. There were certain things that were going to happen. I mean, you were railroaded into certain things. Yeah, happening fair enough. In that game. Um. So yeah, yeah, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Man, here we go. So that's kind of what you guys said. You kind of fell into it and you knew what was what and yeah i'm the same way and i think i ran uh, a one shot and was just like holy shit this is so cool and then you know just went through it like i'm looking through all the old shark bites right now i still have all those oh man (laughs) they are so good like i just look at the one shark bite from february of 05 and i was like fucking edder cap (laughs) Someone's getting sued. <laughs> the if I remember correctly, I, I actually had something put in a Shark Bites one. It was like, oh, I'm going to look for it now. I'm yeah, I can't for remember. It. Is it under your true name? I believe so. I'm going to look for I it. I can't remember. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah. so But that's, that's kind of how it is, right? I mean, GURPS for me, I almost – I I played GURPS. Obviously, I was looking for a universal system, and I didn't really know at the time. So I, I looked at GURPS, and I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the system plays very easily, and I can see how – but I still think it has limitations. It has the same limitations as Dungeons & Dragons because it was built around the same time, and so they has the same mindset. And also, when you start telling me you're going to have, like, 600-point care, I just tune the fuck out when you start telling me you have triple digits of points to spend and shit. I just don't care anymore. I'm like, no, we're done. <laughs> we're done. I don't care. I'm not doing that. Uh, now, same- yeah, I, I will say, though, the thing, uh, though, I've never played GURPS. But I love them for source material. A hundred percent. I I have a lot of their source material books because it really is fun shit. But like, same thing for Hero System. I was like, oh yeah, I'll play Fantasy Hero. What the fuck are we doing? I'm I am not doing this. I'm not doing this, and I'm not rolling a pile of fucking six siders to for superheroes and sh- for champions. I was like, nope, hard out. I I don't have. That's never been the nerd inside of me of like, I need to calculate on my abacus. I need to get the perfect character. <laughs> See, and, and, and GURPS, it's, GURPS is not a hard system. It's actually pretty fluid. It's just, it, it's really top heavy. <laughs> it where, really is, yeah. Um, the GM, like especially the GM starting out, he has to figure out, because it's pretty much all rule, a ton of different rules, figure out which rules he wants to keep, which rules he doesn't want to keep, which rules make sense. And kind of cut out things and put in place other things as it goes. And for the players, it's just you, you got to have to have an afternoon to actually figure out your character. And then yeah. once you build your character and once a GM figures out what it's going after that, it really kind of plays really smoothly. It's um sure. Yeah, you play it. Mo- we, we only played it purely narratively with just like a little battle map saying, oh, I want to run up there. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it was totally fine. No issues. Um, but it's just the, to get it started is where 
Yeah. I think it loses a lot of people. Yeah, and that's my problem with it, you know. And again, I still, like I said, I I know how it plays, and I just like Savage Worlds is so frenetic, and there's multiple actions, and it expects you to do multiple things. It expects you to blow through bennies. It expects you to <laughs> fucking do dumb shit, right? To, because you're going to earn bennies or to try harder, and it's going to ace, and the damage is going to skyrocket, and your skill checks are going to skyrocket. And especially on opposed rolls, like I rolled a 34 on spirit check, bitch, resist that. You know, it's, and, and the game is just, it's so goddamn fast and grips for all its all its abilities. It is never going to do that. Not rules is written. Mm, no, no. Not at all. I, I will say one of the downsides of Savage Worlds is I think it does not take listening. a... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's cut out. I can't oh, hear him. <laughs> Everyone's I, I think I think you'll agree with what I'm going to say though, and that is it, it <laughs> does require the GM to be willing to roll with the punches at times. And what I mean by that oh, is, tracking. is that first game that, uh, or I, I guess the first Savage Worlds game that I played with you and and Santa, Eberron. Mm-hmm. I wanted my character to go run and jump out that window. It's so fucking awesome. I, I had a blast doing that. Yeah. But I do know GMs that would say, well, there's no ship there, so you're falling to your death and game over for you. Um, oh, and, and I don't, yeah. I don't know if there were, I don't know if you had planned that ships would be there. Yeah, the ship was going to be there. But yeah, it, so. yeah, of course. I mean, I, I know GMs that would have said, no, there's no ship there. So, you're oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I was watching an actual play, and I was thinking about that, like how people react to shit like that, and it might be another topic, kind of. I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I mean, you know, thank you, but yeah, I, I but that's again the savage world. So for me, it's not a negative. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, okay. Oh, you wanna? You're gonna try to hatch the fucking strange fucking gigantic serpent egg that you guys fucking mysteriously were transporting for this uh, Soviet <laughs> Iowa? Yeah, no, it hatches on the next round. Uh, yeah, no, it totally a naga, a baby naga comes out, uh, and not only that, she was uh, she was actually uh, brought over by the Nazis, so it's an Aryan naga. Uh, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna worship it? Here we go. That's an actual <laughs> shit that happened yeah. from fucking Day After Ragnarok. And because the characters were just like, no, I believe, you know, well, I believe this is Wajin, our goddess. The one character, he thinks the Naga was a goddess, an avatar of a goddess. So. <laughs> but, but I mean, and I agree. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just a bad, th- it's not a bad thing because you're the GM, the type of GM that can roll with that. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. I, I know GMs who cannot. Right. And now, now you know why I'm so sad about fifth edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I want to get to that point where I can roll with it. And I think just with Savage, I'm almost a little bit more hesitant to roll. Like Go. I try and roll with it. Go balls out. Yeah. Yeah. Like my <laughs> favorite thing cares. was still my favorite moment of my game was when the person decided to shoot the door open because it was locked. Yeah. And so they shot a rifle in a bedroom with a bunch of other people in it. Oh, and I know. And I was like, and she's like, can I shoot? I was like, of course you can. And she shot it and she rolled. She's like, am I rolling shooting? I was like, no. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, roll constitution <laughs> or uh, not constitution. Uh, vigor. Vigor. Roll yeah. vigor. And she's like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, at a, at a minus two and everyone else just roll vigor. Yeah. Who's in the room. And they're like, why? I'm like, just do it. Yeah. Rolled it. Uh, she succeeded. Oh no, she's the only one who failed. Everyone else succeeded. I was like, everyone sees you about to pull, uh, shoot, 
the lock, they cover their ears, but because you ah. can't cover your ears, <laughs> uh, you, you are currently uh, you are currently deaf for a short period of time. Do- and I cannot be more proud of you to have thought of shit like that because a lot of people don't think of shit like that. Oh, it's it, it, I don't I, it's it's kind of ingrained in my memory from that. Um, God, what's that movie? I should know it. Um, where it's two people who are driving in a car and they accidentally offload, like accidentally shoot the gun. Sounds and, like the other it, guys. Cult fiction. Will Ferrell. I think so, and it ends up, uh, and it pretty much ends up like shattering a window because there's no way for the noise yet, yeah, uh, to go out, yeah. And I, re- I just remember that I was like, yeah, you don't shoot it in closed places, just yeah, like well, also- it won't shatter a window, but yeah, it's gonna hurt really bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you, the, we, go ahead. I was like, I, I know what you mean, though. Like, I was yeah. like, no, definitely want to break a window. No, no, but no, but you rolled with it, and it was you had you had this cool idea that a lot of people are just like, let's just shoot the gun. They did. They learned that lesson in the after Ragnarok. They decided to. One of them decided to fire off a fucking thirty out six in the back of a uh, a uh, half track, an enclosed half track. Yep. Same shit. It's like you also do not shoot an RPG in an enclosed place, in yeah. an enclosed space, even if you're aiming out a window. So see, that's what I'm talking about. Is like, yeah, the game at least speaks to you to a degree, and I think that's what it really comes down to. And chasing the dragon is you. F- trying to find the game system that's going to speak to you and let you do really what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I couldn't be happier with Savage World. I, I've tried a bunch of stuff. I still write games for fuck's sake, but that's just because I have ideas, you know, outside of Savage Worlds. Be- this is going to sound really harsh. I th- Because egotistically, I think I can make the other systems better. <laughs> I, less less it's, fucking it's okay boring. Have, it's okay to have an ego, man. Okay. I mean, I, like, yeah, I think I think Neon Blood makes D twenty vanilla OSR much more fucking exciting compared to the other shit on the market that uses guns and shit and hacking and stuff. That's a D twenty base. It just, you know, same thing for OSNR. It's, I need, I want you to have a more fun experience rolling a fucking twenty sided die. Oh no, and yeah. I, I think. I don't think that's even having any ego. It's, I think anyone who doesn't think I think I can do this better is just never going to produce anything, right? Yeah, true. So that's fair. So well, it, it, we all we all do that already. Even with Savage Worlds, we do that. I mean, oh yeah, everybody yeah. home rules. Yeah. If you're not home ruling, then uh, you really don't have much of an imagination or, or much of your own thought. Because I'm like, like, like one of the one of the rules of Savage Worlds that I absolutely don't understand. Wild cards get three bennies unless it's a GM controlled wild card. I'm like, screw that. They're getting three bennies too. <laughs> hey, yeah. You're talking about the, uh, the new rule where it was two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really- I, I don't like that rule. So I'm not using it. I, I, my, all of the wild cards in my games get three bennies. And, <laughs> uh, there were times when we, if you get a really good shooting rule, like there was a conversation recently on Facebook about, um, somebody not liking the way attacks and damage work because you can get a really high attack roll and then like really bad damage. And that's just off-putting. And so, I mean, we've we've experimented with things like uh, for every raise that you get on your attack roll, you increase the, dam- the bonus damage die from a D6 to a D8 to a D10 to a D12. Yeah. Um, and then I started experimenting with well, you know what? That still can give you like just a one on that die roll. So 
maybe we leave it as a D6, but now you get a plus one for every additional raise. And that way you're at least guaranteed to get, um, if you get like two raises, you're at least going to get at least a plus two out of that. So uh, there are things I still experiment with because I want that attack roll to be as exciting or the damage roll to be as exciting as the attack roll was. That makes sense. Yeah, man, 100%. Jesus, man. Not gonna lie, I was just actually thinking, I was like, what would be the next system I try out to see where my GM abilities could go? MCC. I'm re- I, MCC, I really like, but I'm thinking for my players, and a few of them oh, yeah. are still relatively new. Yeah. So, like MCC, it's really cool, but I think um, it might be too, too a, much. A little <laughs> like, bit too much for too some weird, people. Too, too weird, and too much, right? <laughs> especially not being able to, like, you know, for me, having that ability to just okay you guys are all random characters i find that super fucking cool but i feel like i need to kind of ease them into those kind of rpgs that are i if you think about it they're almost more like roguelikes in a way like video games if you know if you know what those are i've never played rogue so we do you adventure so far and then you die and then you start over from the beginning yeah essentially oh gotcha Yeah. yeah so like and and usually everything is kind of randomized so you don't really have you don't know what you're going to be playing when you first start playing uh at least in several and i think with that it's almost like for a lot of new players that might be an instant turnoff because they have an idea for their character and they just want to try and do that one character right yeah so i think trying to do a system that might be more thematic, but also allow you to kind of create whatever character you want. And I'm really thinking maybe about doing Unbound. Well, yeah, why not? Because the rules are very simple. You can literally make anything you absolutely want. It kind of has almost a little bit of a PBTA twist where the players kind of create the world as they're like during even character creation, you kind of start building it. Yeah. Um, No, why not? I mean... Enjoy it. Enjoy chasing your dragon. Plus, also, it's cards, and I really like cards. I mean, yeah. 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 Have you guys looked at that one yet? Of course, it's your own game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we've looked at it. (laughs) I'm like, what's Unbound? I had to look it up. Yeah, it's it's just a universal system. Yeah. That's meant for six or seven sessions, and then you create something new. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. God damn it, I'm just looking through my portfolio of RPGs. Yeah, it's just one of those things. We keep buying PDFs and backing shit, and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I know I'm never gonna play most of the shit I have. That's why I'm trying to pare down again. But I, I really I think I'm I'm satisfied running and playing Savage Worlds and occasionally mm-hmm. like Spirit of 77 just to blow off steam. Um but yeah, I think I'm done and, and like I'll design. I think I have one non-savage worlds thing that i'm designing right now and i'll play test it here soon and see if it's if it feels good you know and then if it does i'll continue and if not yeah fuck it i'll i don't know what i'll do probably still write it because i'm that kind of fucking idiot but is it task force raisin it is not task force raisin it's just an adventure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can create a a, a a bunch of rules for that I mean, you could toothpicks for spears you know i did finish and all the games open up with i hit her through the grapevine oh yeah well yeah because right and like a 
like the with like a picture of like the raisins fucking laying there with the the ceiling fan spinning. Been three hundred and seventy five moments since we last saw the dust bunnies. Oh, man, I know my I know my Vietnam shit. Yeah, it'd be fine, man. But yeah, no, it's kidnapped yeah. by the Viet mice. Right? Oh no. 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 You got to. Uh, I'm trying to think of a clever name for it. Mice. Oh, yeah, it's like well, you don't even. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of ways because of how that game is written. Well, that setting is written. It's so many probabilities. I still think that Task Force Raven will have them taking on uh, the the closet worm, which is the vacuum <laughs> that you have to venture inside and of. Then you have to do a, cro- a crossover where it's Task Force Raven fighting uh, mutant gigantic dust bunnies. That's beyond the scope of what I plan to do with Task Force Raven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's what you I, plan to do and what I plan right. to do. I, yeah, I can't stop people from <laughs> fucking up the uh, genre of a game. The, the, the great thing about that closet worm, though, is you could have it be a purple dice, and then you got like the homage to the purple worm. Hundred fucking percent, exactly what I was thinking, <laughs> but I wasn't going to say it. But yes, be, yes, because that's the that's the pet version of it. So oh, they're so because you can have the pet hair turn into mutant dust bunnies. It just a lot of shit going inside of this thing. Just the perfect fucking dungeon crawl with skill challenges and social conflicts and battle and shit like that. Oh man. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, just I, I think I'm happy with Savage Worlds. I really, I played a bunch of shit, and I really like. I still like DCC, and in my heart, it still runs pretty well, and I can get kind of silly with it. But ultimately, and I know you guys haven't played DCC. DCC is literally roll your d20, and what makes it a step above is that you can burn your ability scores mm-hmm. to get bonuses. To- burn them. Yeah, to get bonuses to the roll, burn your luck, um, and then because the charts, you know, the high, the better you roll, it goes beyond the d twenty. You're rolling like a d thirty for fucking criticals at one point in your tenth level, and it's just it's the insanity of it all. I think is what puts it a step above above the edge, but ultimately it still comes down to you know what. And it's funny because like one of my favorite classes as as I've uh, been reading uh, DCC. Um, by the way, by I think it'll still be up when you know this episode's out. But bun, uh, bundle of holding has the DCC core collection and also extended collection uh, up right now. So you know, buy it. Yeah, oh, it's definitely worth the price of it. Oh yeah, totally. I I I actually love the fighter class though, just with the heroic deeds. And I was like, oh, well, how do you do that? And I was trying to look and I was reading the examples. I was like, these are very specific, specific. And then I read a little bit more. I'm like, oh, these are just things that players themselves have done because I skipped over that one little bit of sentence. (laughs) So like fighters sound so much more fun. um, Oh, in DCC? Yeah, in DCC than any other system. And the fact that it's like you're a thief. It's like, yeah, you don't just start off with knowing one little skill. You know how to be a thief. You're just... And depending on what kind of alignment you choose, it affects your thieving skills. I thought that was really cool yeah. as well. Yeah, um, the Mighty D die for warriors and dwarves is incredible because if you get a three or better on that die, you like not only do you hit him with an axe, but you kick him in his fucking chest Spartan style and knock him down the stairs and shit like that. 
you yeah. get to narrate like very fun things and then wizards are you know invoking their patrons and when a cleric goes to heal you your ass better hope you're close to their alignment or you're yeah. not healing a whole fucking lot of points <laughs> <laughs> there are penalties for being a piece of shit non-believer <laughs> yes. as god intended i'm sorry you want to you want to tell me about uh you know lilith the succubus demon slut you worship again because jesus is waiting to heal you so if you'd like more than one hit die back you know let's have a conversation <laughs> but yeah you like I mean, to hear about our lord yeah. and savior Cthulhu? <laughs> I, I will say though uh depending on when you want to put this out those DCC oh. bundles of holding end in seven days. Seven days. Seven, seven days. days. So that would be yeah. today, guys. Get it today if you're listening to it on the day of a release. Yeah. <laughs> Go now. Get don't it walk, now. Run. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm just looking at too many RPGs right now. I, I, I think it's also just like, I don't know. People like new shiny things, right? Of course. And I think that's part of it. It's just like, you find this new shiny thing and you're like, oh my God. And then you find another new shiny thing and you're like, oh my God. But yeah, I think, um, I think that once I actually get to run DCC MCC, I think that might be the one for me, which is funny because I've never been massive in, in D20 systems, but I actually really like this one. Yeah. And like I said, it really does do things. So not drastically different, but it adds so much to it. That's you know, I mean, you guys know I'm working on a, a DCC game um, that I'm putting together. I'm running at the con. Um, so we'll see. Like, it looks good because it looks fun like DCC does. And MCC was just a, a zany fucking amusement park ride when you realize what's happening. And like, oh, my patron. Yeah, it's a satellite in orbit. But you don't really call it a satellite in orbit. But you realize what it is. <laughs> Uh, remind me i have to i have to float an idea for you okay i just thought of easy enough but yeah Yeah. i don't know i don't know but yeah i like savage worlds i think i'm done i'm not i mean i'm stopping backing a lot of shit too on kickstarter i just i know i'm never gonna play this shit so it's easier just to back a bunch of playing cards yeah i um i i try to i try and avoid kickstarter now yeah. <laughs> I, I have to. Yeah. I have to. I try, and for the most part, I'm successful. But if there is a game that I think looks really cool, I'll back it, not for the system, but for the artwork, for the idea. Um, a lot of it's just to support cool ideas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that is part of it. I do sometimes, I'm like, I'll back something at like a PDF, whatever. Like, I want you to succeed on your project. So, yeah. Yeah, man. It's just yeah. crazy. Anyways, um, yeah, I think go. that's a kind of a good ending time. I guess, yeah. We talked and we we chased the dragon. We chased the dragon, and what we found out is just, just play seven. We're 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 kind, <laughs> no, we're kind of done, but at the same time, we're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I would say that it sounds like Scott and I are done. I'm done. Of course, I never really started, but true. I, I got to the same spot. Yeah, um, it just took you a lot it, less money. I, I'm like, I took the Bob Ross route. Oh, hey, that, that's a happy accident. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know I was looking for that. Scott, um, you know why I think you're not done? Why? Because sometimes you have game ideas 
and you know that certain systems are better for certain types of styles. And I think you're going to think of a, of a game and you're going like, this would be perfect for this system instead. Ah, uh, well, funny. You yeah, okay, you're creating OSR, you create it, you're, uh, you're doing DCC, you're do, uh, doing Savage. I'm just saying, I don't uh, think you're done. So I'm done. I'm not done creating for those, yeah. but I'm done playing those. And I know it sounds weird, but like, well, you got to test play. I do the test. I do test the games, but yeah. yeah but you're not wrong because I'm looking at like, you know, those are all Savage Worlds licensed products. That's everything else I have planned. Uh, Savage Worlds related, honestly. Uh, yeah, every. Oh, I'm looking at our 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 fucking flow path. <laughs> it, it's all it's all it's weird to say that i have that it's all savage worlds uh every single fucking project coming up except for uh our dcc project yeah and that'll probably be i'll probably kickstart that once i uh once raven is in everyone's physical hands strike with iron is hot <laughs> sounds good <laughs> but anyways i'm still looking Yes, you will. You're good. You're new at especially the GMing piece. You need to you need to get under your belt yep. things that speak to you, and that way you can figure out what really speaks to your style. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, man. But anyways, folks, I think that's all the time that we have today. If you like this episode, uh, you can let us know by either sending me an email at rpsmartpeople at gmail You could also join our Discord, and actually, if you have any suggestions for the episode or for what we said, or even for the future episodes. You know, let us know. Also, we talk about a bunch of random bullshit, and it's a lot of fun. Um, if you hated this episode, uh, don't join the Discord. Instead, uh, tweet uh, on Twitter at me at RP Smart People. Um, that's where all the hate goes. And what I if like this is the only episode they hated? I mean, they they like yeah. all the other episodes, yeah. and they hate this one. You don't want them to join the Discord? Yeah, well, then they don't. Man, you are an elitist Jeez, sob. Yeah. What a fuck. Well. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and on that note, guys, we are off. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, like the episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>